2: This week, we go around the world one more time. Spider Man can't go home or decide on a title. We're spilling the tea and starting rumors in a brand new segment, and we find the answer to every problem. It was Agatha all along. Snooper's gonna snoop. It's
3: distance nerding. Nerding.
2: you're now listening to distance nerding he's young phil and he's john 5000 and we're here, here to nerd, nerd together. together
4: we're talking about anything pop culture movies music food wrestling whatever you're nerding out on we want to talk about it
2: guys check us out on instagram facebook twitter at distance Nerding. matter of fact Go and check us out on Twitch and YouTube at Distance Nerdy. Oh,
4: adding to the mix. I adding like to it. the
2: mix because what did I do last night? Let,
4: oh, we're building on our social media.
2: <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, guys, I'm doing Lego builds. At this point, every week, Monday at 5 o'clock. You guys got to tune in.
4: Yeah, and we'll set a reminder out there for you so you oh, yeah. can just go on and... and take a look but you know what as much as i love legos for me it wasn't about the legos
2: oh the conversation it man. was
4: about the fun the hanging out with people which is hard to do these days and it would not be the same if it wasn't for our boy
2: aaron thick aaron thick in the house aaron thick in the building my boy at
4: at he got thick with it yeah baby
2: yeah so guys check us out on twitch facebook live or youtube at distance 30 boom so this week we
4: got the download nerd news is good good news okay the
2: breakdown
4: <laughs> it was agatha all along division. who's hangry i'm hangry for some round dinner foods i'm always hangry for some round dinner foods i'm hangry for any shaped foods yeah but first let me get a shout out Make sure you support those local businesses. Shout out to our buddies down at Kyber Cave, the galaxy's premier saber armory located in the heart of Solano County, Fairfield, California. Get yourself a battle ready saber, build your own saber in the ritual. They got all your saber needs, plus classes, learn how to battle. Come down and check out live battles every single week. Check it all out at kybercave.com. Have you sat in on one of their classes before? I haven't sat in on the class, but I I watch their battles practically every week. Dude, they're savage. Yeah, I know. With the armor and everything and the fencing masks. They take straight hits, man. They go nuts. You know what's great is that, shout out to Ark. Ark's been commentating a little bit more on the videos. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get what the different combatants are doing. So like you see like one person is standing farther back. One person's like really aggressive and, you know, depending on their type of blade or type of saber that they use and the length of the blade it all makes sense as as to why they're fighting certain ways it's so cool it's like mma but with sabers that's literally what i was just gonna yeah, say yeah right It's cool go that's- check them out quick shout out to all those distance nerds out there Nerd! thank you for posting all those cool posts about your stickers that you've gotten from us thanks for uh, messaging us and if you guys want some stickers some more merch We actually got some new merch in today. Yeah. Come get some. So we have various stickers and then tell us what we got. We got pins. Sploosh. We got brand new pins in today.
2: Distance nerding pins and they look awesome.
4: Yep. So thank you, everybody who's been posting about it. It is really cool to show love like that.
2: Absolutely. If you need stickers, if you didn't get any on the first round, guys, let us know. We will send them to you. There mm-hmm. is no cost to it. We are trying to get stickers to everybody who wants them. As far as the pins go, same deal.
4: I'm down. I like it. Yeah.
2: Just let us know. <laughs> now that we've said what's up to all the people we loves, it's time for the go-phone.
4: We got more Justice League news. Fun fact, Zack Snyder has not seen Justice League from Joss Whedon. Thank God. And on top of that, for the new Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder will not be getting paid for it. What? That's insane, man. I know, right? They spent, what, $70 million
2: to reshoot stuff? I think that's probably the reason that they spent so much on it, because they knew they were going to pay him.
4: That is not $70 million. He He's not even getting a
2: dime of it. And the big thing, like, what makes this a bigger deal to me is that means that he actually has love for what he's doing. Yeah. Because he has all kinds of projects out there right now yeah. where he's getting paid to do so. Like uh, Army of the Dead. That's one of his. There's uh, a couple of other projects that he's yeah. working on. And the fact that he is putting together this four-hour movie for no money whatsoever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: is just insane. And we should clarify because we, we left it a little dramatic there. He's not getting paid and he chose to not get paid. That is awesome. Right. Because he wanted to keep creative control over what they were going to create.
2: Right. Right. I mean, what bigger chip to put on the table than guys, you don't have to pay me. I will do this for free because I want to put my vision out there. I want, I mean, again, that shows that you don't, he's not in it for the money. He's in it because he is an artist and he wants this to be his art. He wants, he wants people to appreciate what he's putting out there.
1: Yeah.
4: Total doubling down on like, Hey, I believe in the vision of the story that that we're trying to create. Let me go create it. Dude, for for me, even if the movie sucks, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have
2: a high level of respect for it because of what he's doing
4: right isn't that crazy so the other half of this story was that christopher nolan right and Zack snyder's wife deborah snyder they actually saw the joss whedon version of justice league and they both turned to each other like right as the movie ended and said we're not showing this to zach
2: yeah at all and and they made sure that zach never saw it that's nuts again what makes this a big deal for me is not only is he not getting paid for it but now he's making a uncompromised division right this entire film is going to be what was in his head and it's not being tarnished by joss whedon right that at all like so he's there's no influence like there's no oh i watched the joss whedon version and i like the scene that he did here i'm gonna keep this right it is completely 100% his vision.
4: I wonder, like, for me, the curiosity would kill me. Like, just to see what they did with my little story that I was creating, you know? How how did they change it up and, and all that? Right. It's amazing to me that he was like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. And he just never saw it.
2: Yeah. I mean, was- I know me. I would have went back and watched it. Right.
4: And we had no idea that the Snyder cut was ever gonna come out yeah. and ever gonna happen, right? So it's amazing that they that they did that. So get your bat couch ready. The four hour Zack Snyder's Justice League will be hitting HBO Max March 18th. Very nice.
2: I prefer to think of myself as a reimagined hero for a new generation.
4: In more DC news, Warner Brothers and DC are moving forward with their big screen adaption of the Blue Beetle.
2: That is awesome. How I, cool I don't is that? think you know how big of a deal this is to me. To you, to me. Because because specifically because i've mentioned this multiple times on the show before there's mm-hmm. not enough latino representation in in comic books in general mm-hmm. right the fact that we are about to get a full movie of blue beetle and it's not going to be ted cord mm-hmm. right yeah because it's cool like ted cord is a good version of blue beetle if you don't know anything about ted cord ted cord is another multi-billionaire that makes a suit and is essentially iron man mm-hmm. just billionaire playboy philanthropist yeah in the dc universe right and then they redid the story and reworked the story and it ends up being a alien scarab that infects a young mexican-american boy and essentially this scarab speaks to him in his head and it wants to kill everything because its mission is to destroy the earth
4: i almost imagine it like the way venom worked Imagine yeah. like dealing with venom in your head all the time Yeah,
2: because the scarab was supposed to be a scout It was supposed to kill all life on Earth And then the collective could come in And take over the, the right. entire Earth, right? and what happens is Jaime Reyes the kid that it infects he kind of fights back and uses the scarab's powers in its Mm -hmm. suit for good but he's constantly battling the scarab because the scarab is just like should I kill him and he's like no I'm not going to kill anybody you know and it's like I love that whole thing it's almost like the Giver yeah right and it's like I I love the way that that story played out there's way more substance to that character versus it being some rich dude in a suit Mm -hmm. right so it's kind of like you know they have rich Ted Cord, and Mm -hmm. then you have Jaime Reyes this kid from the slums that becomes a superhero and right. I think that is a great way to tell the story and he's
4: kind of learning how to be a hero right. learning how to use all these different you know powers and weapons almost like the way Tom Holland's Spider-Man got the yeah. new suit and then all of a sudden he's like I, there's all these other things I didn't know about he's you know like, I don't know how
2: any of this works yeah exactly yeah and I mean Blue Beetle is definitely exactly like that like the kill mode for in Spider-Man yeah right like that is something that like he's just like wait wait, wait what are you doing what are you doing yeah. he's like you told me to terminate no I I didn't i didn't tell you to kill anybody
0: activating instant kill no 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 no! i don't want to kill anybody
4: so funny so uh wb is looking to cordially invite blue beetle into production the fall of 2021 that's actually right around the corner yeah
1: blue beetle at your service
4: the popular electronic music duo daft punk who i love has officially announced that they are calling it quits no! Yeah, I
2: hate this news. I'm, I know, I'm right? really not happy with this at all.
4: So crazy. So, the announcement of their retirement came through as like a cinematic video, which was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Called Epilogue. And you can go check it out. I think we posted it. Yeah. 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 We, we did. posted it in the Nerdington Post. So
2: sad. It, it upsets me, man, because if there's any influences that got me into DJing, in general, mm-hmm. Daft Punk is a heavy influence in that, and it does bother me that they're calling it quits. A lot of people I've talked to mentioned that you know they could have just passed on the mantles. They wore masks, like people literally don't know what they look like. Right, and it's like they could have passed that on, people wouldn't have known. But then I brought up, well, they probably don't want some new guy to come in or some some new guys to come in and mess up their legacy. Yeah, you or know? change their sound. Or exactly, you is know, like sound. it's yeah. like, oh, we're trying to recreate a Daft Punk sound, and it's not the same sound. Right, you know, right. so I can. See see why they're hanging up the helmets and not passing them on uh which there's probably going to be copycat groups at this point yeah right but nobody's going to be able to duplicate that daft
4: punk sound Mm -hmm. that daft punk feel you're never going to get daft punk again yeah right you know what's funny is that I know that there's a cover band of Daft Punk, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if they're coming to town yeah. <laughs> anytime
2: soon. Yeah, like the other big thing is like, like Disney. Disney was trying to get into electronic music because yeah. they were like, oh, hey, we know this is what the kids are into. We can try and lean into this uh, electronic music. And then they had Daft Punk do the entire soundtrack for Tron. Yeah, Tron Legacy. Tron yeah. Legacy, right? And and uh, dude, it was, that was like, a really good soundtrack, it,
4: man. Have you heard the the remix album of it? You know what's funny? I still listen to that album sometimes. sometimes. Sometimes it just like I see it on my Spotify and it's like, oh, let me just turn this on and it's on while I'm working or something like
2: that. Yeah, dude, that soundtrack is is amazing.
4: Yeah. So over the years, Daft Punk released four studio albums, two live albums. And then as we talked about the Tron Legacy soundtrack. So I don't know. I was thinking maybe it's their way of like hanging up and like moving on Mm -hmm. into a point where it's like, let's do collaborations that aren't necessarily Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. So they're it kind of gives them freedom to do new types of music or new collaborations. I don't know if this is the end
2: end. But. Either that or they do what Dead Mouse did, and Dead Mouse is like announced his retirement like four times, yeah, and then comes out with a new album, yeah. You know, so it's, it's like crazy, like that. you know, maybe that's it, where they just can't stay away from the music and they just come back to it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, considering how much music they've put out lately, I, I, you know, I kind of they they've become more personality than they have, yeah, like musicians. Yeah. So I see them, you know, I see why they're calling it. Yeah.
4: Well, maybe we'll get lucky, I'm up night to get lucky and go around the world. Around the world, around the world. One, more time. One more time. Until then, watch the epilogue that we posted on the Distance Nerdington post.
2: Yeah, robot rock out. Rock. Robot
4: rock. Okay, Spider-Man has been hot this week. We got two surprise reveals for Spider-Man 3. Right. So let's just tell the whole story because there's so much going on. Yeah. So Tom Holland and Jacob Batalon took to Instagram to reveal the official title of Spider-Man 3. But the ones they both put out were completely different. Yeah. What did they release? They released Spider-Man Phone Home and Spider Man Home Wrecker. <laughs> and then Zendaya came out with one. It said Spider Man Home Slice.
2: Yeah, and that <laughs> was just hilarious, right?
4: So the first two, I was like, oh my gosh, they are doing this weird Spider Verse multiverse. This is crazy. They're going to have two names. It's crazy. Turns out they're just messing with us. Yeah. It's, that's funny. And
2: then. It's because they know Tom Holland can't keep a secret.
4: I
0: know. Pretty obvious. Yeah. spoil things. I don't Your spoil thing.
3: things. Thing Name me one thing
2: that I've
4: actually spoiled. The
3: last so
2: they gave him a fake name on purpose and,
4: and they know that we're all itching to like know what's gonna happen next and what the title's gonna be like the title even matters that much yeah I, I have no idea why this was such a big deal but I was sucked into it.
2: it I mean it does because the thing is is once you know the name then you know the movie's coming oh yeah when it comes okay. to spider-man yeah. yeah yeah
4: well we knew like doctor strange and the multiverse of madness was mm-hmm. coming again but it's still because of Sony
2: though because the thing is is that yeah. Sony keeps everything kind of close to the chest mm-hmm. so we don't normally get like you know the name of the movie until like right before it comes out. Mm-hmm.
4: So the actual title will be, and this is confirmed. Yeah. They confirmed with with a fun little Instagram video. Spider-Man No Way Home. Hooray. Yay. Woo! And now we got to sit and wait for the movie. December 17th, I believe. But, you know, the interesting thing, the other part of this story is that they said they're going to release this movie into theaters, specifically. Yeah. So they're banking that
2: theaters are going to be open at that point. I'm hoping that this doesn't become another Black Widow. I don't think it will. Yeah. For some reason, it doesn't feel that way. It just, it it bothers me that they keep pushing Black Widow. I really want to see that movie. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm I'm past it, or, you know, like, I'm I'm not over this, I'm over this, I'm not excited to watch this anymore, and I'm I am. And it's mainly because of some of the characters that I know are going to be in it. Like Maria Belova is a big character for me. The biggest thing for me is the villain. Right. right? Well,
4: hopefully, we're only three months away.
2: I love Taskmaster in the comics. So it's like, I want to see Taskmaster in the movies.
4: Right. Right. Spider Man No Way Home will be swinging into theaters on December 17th. Another good pun, man. Working on them. You're getting better every week, James. Oh, we're using our made up names now.
2: Oh. Then I'm Young Phil.
4: And I'm Jamez5000. I'm Spider-Man then. In more Disney Plus news, real quick, shout out to our boy Andrew over at PodFlix and Chill Podcast for getting us this story. So we appreciate that. Disney announced their summer and spring green near dates for a bunch of their shows.
2: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for a lot of the, the names that I saw that popped up on this.
4: I know, it was really cool. I mean, some we knew, but some like we actually got solidified. So like in March, we're getting Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're getting the Mighty Ducks I didn't know the Mighty Ducks was going to be that soon I didn't either I thought they just announced Mighty Ducks right I
2: didn't know that they were actually like ready to go
4: yeah it's like right here like a month away so March 26th on mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks <laughs> What else we got coming up? Ooh, on Star Wars Day. Hello there. We got Star Wars The Bad Batch. Didn't they do that last year with Clone Wars? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's cool. I didn't didn't even think about that.
2: Yeah, I think that they're doing like just animated shows on May 4th.
4: You know what this tells me? Like, what is it? December, they announced it. Mm -hmm. They announced the show. So this show has been in the works for a long time. All the animation, all the voiceovers, you know, this has been going on for a while. So
2: they probably knew when they
4: did Clone Wars that they're like, these guys are going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. So. So. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Um, what are some other big ones? We got June 11th. The Loki series is coming out. I'm ready for that. I know. My body is ready. <laughs> That's so cool. Some other big notables, the new Monsters at Work, which is a spinoff of Monsters, Inc., right. will be coming June 2nd. So they're they're going to be covering the power plant, right? Yeah. So it's like the days after Monsters, Inc. ended. How right. is Sully, you know, he's the new head of the uh Right. And plant. just kind
2: of how people are recovering or how monsters are recovering yeah. after the events that happened yeah. in Monsters, Inc that's pretty cool
4: I, I dig monsters inc yeah i still watch that like when my kids turn it on i'm like okay yeah let's watch this
2: yeah and then july 16th turner and hooch i know right right that, and then july 23rd like a reboot. yeah and july 23rd i'm excited for this chippendale park life yeah we're getting a new chippendale uh-huh i think i remember talking about this but i mean that just excites me even more to see that there's a date for it yeah
4: and it's going to be a sort of new animation so it'll be interesting to see that show too right oh boy i've got a lot of work to do can't let the nerds down. Moving on to Netflix news. Netflix has released the first teaser trailer for an upcoming superhero series called Jupiter's
2: Legacy. Yeah, man. So I haven't actually read the book that this is based on, but it's Mark Miller. And I am 100% behind anything in the Millerverse. For those that don't know, Kick-Ass is a ah, Mark Miller okay. thing. I'm Kick-Ass. Uh, Mark Miller's also responsible for Superman Red Son. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with yeah. Red Son? Yeah, yeah. So it's the one where he lands in, in Russia. In Russia, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's responsible for that. You know, like Mark Miller's stories are really good.
4: Oh, interesting. That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All I was just reading is the kind of premise, but it looked interesting. So Jupiter's Legacy is a multi-generational drama that follows the world's first generation of superheroes. So back in like 1930. Right. So that's kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. And then it's just going on to like the passing of the guard. Right. Mm. So coming up to like, you know, the generations in that family and being like, you know, the current superhero. So you're going to be seeing like different versions in different eras of the characters.
4: Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, I'm on
2: board with that. Yeah. Again, being that I didn't read the comic, I wonder if it's like a mantle thing, so it's like, you mm-hmm. know, passing on the mantle to your son and they're all like, you know, the same superhero just a different generation of that hero. Right. Or if they're like a new hero every time, right? So kind of like how in DC and in Marvel, you tend to have the superhero and then their kids are a different superhero, mm-hmm. right? Versus somebody taking on the mantle.
4: Like a Batman and Robin type thing where it's like, okay, you're no longer Robin. We Expected to be Batman, kind of thing.
2: Well, I mean, because Robin in the comics has always become all the different Robins have become their own hero. Mm-hmm. The only Robin that ever took up the Batman was Dick Grayson, but it was because Batman was injured. Right. Right. So Dick Grayson, and it's funny because if you ever read those comics, Dick Grayson was drawn completely different, like from Bruce, where like Bruce is like this big, towering, muscular monster. <laughs> right. And Dick Grayson is a lot more slender because he's always been more acrobatic. Yeah. Right. So you could always tell if it was Dick in the costume because he's a lot slimmer than bruce's
4: interesting okay jupiter legacy is scheduled to make its debut on may 7th 2021 i had no puns for this because i didn't know much about jupiter legacy yeah In more Netflix news, Netflix released a teaser trailer for a new Supernatural series entitled The Irregulars. I
2: read on this. I didn't actually watch the trailer, but that's an interesting concept.
4: Yeah, so at first I was like, okay, well, that sounds great. Okay, but the series tells the story of a group of magical yet troubled teenagers who are manipulated into helping Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson solve more fantastical cases. That hooked me.
2: Yeah, they're supposed to be like street urchins. They're supposed to be essentially the eyes and ears of Sherlock in the streets. Right. The magical element is kind of what throws me off because Sherlock Holmes has never had like magical elements like mm-hmm. that. The only stories with Sherlock Holmes where they'll have like a magical element to it is usually something that he can explain in logic and science at eventually at some point. You're right? right. So it's right, like, right. oh, like, you know, you see all these supernatural, you know, demon things that are happening and then Holmes will like debunk it and say, no, it was this and it was this and it yeah. was this. He'll scooby Do it. And exactly. Figure it out. And yeah. figure it all out, you know. So it's interesting to see like... Like, you know, the series is actually going to be something supernatural mm-hmm. in the Sherlock Holmes universe. Right. So, so
4: it's yeah. going to be an eight part drama set in Victorian London. So that'll be cool.
2: Yeah. I, I, I see the magic being dark. But yeah. Especially because if it's going to be in Victorian, like it's going to be set during the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. it's. I, I see it being really dark.
4: Yeah. Maybe maybe this is like something kind of like what you're saying where, you know, Sherlock is based in logic and can find reasoning. Right. But like all these magical, fantastical elements are happening. And he just doesn't know what to do. And he needs support like this. And maybe he's a little reluctant to it. Right. So, cool. The series will be released on March 26th, 2021. Elementary, my dear Jamez. All right. Our last bit of news. We got some WWE wrestling news. Some wrestling? So, WWE and Annie announced the lineup for their partnership with two different shows. Nice. So, the first series is going to be called Biography. What? And it's going to center around, like, biographies on Stone Cold. What? Macho Man. What? Righty. Roddy Piper, Booker T, uh, Shawn Michaels. That sounds pretty cool. I love like a good documentary. So I already
2: love like biographies and things like that. I think this is going to be great to see some of the people that we love the most and see like the backgrounds on them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm interested in seeing Stunnering Steve Austin back when he was in WCW, right? I'm interested in seeing Macho Man Randy Savage in his entire career. Like I I definitely want to see them do the explanation on when he got injured and he ended up becoming a commentator for a while right and it was him and Vince McMahon and like the dynamic between them and how they almost made him a commentator for the rest of his career because he was so good and then Macho Man was like no I have to be a wrestler and he can't went back yeah, out he's
4: like no it's not for me yeah
2: but I mean like things like that you know I'm interested in stuff like that like I'm sure for the Bret Hart one they're even in maybe in the Shawn Michaels one too they're gonna talk about the Montreal screw, the job. Montreal screw job you know Mick Foley and everything that he went through and the multiple characters and why he came up with multiple characters like why Cactus Jack is so different from dude love from, from mankind, uh mm-hmm. how they came up with mankind. Like if you know those stories, they're really interesting. So
4: I wonder how much they'll go outside of WWE, mm-hmm. you know. Same cause... thing with
2: like Booker T, dude. His story is so interesting. Yeah,
4: yeah. Cause a lot of these guys have some really big stories outside mm-hmm. of WWE. you yeah. know, like Booker T has a, a wrestling school. Yeah, you know, actually, one Houston. of my
2: friends from high school was uh was a part of his thing. He's I don't know where he's at nowadays because he just kind of disappeared, but mm-hmm. he was like a champion. Oh wow, yeah. that's cool. And that was kind of right. cool. Like I I was hoping I was going to see him in WWE one day, but never ended up happening. But Like
4: Like um, Mick Foley had a big career too, like in in TNA Impact as well. So anyway, so we also have another show called Most Wanted Treasures, hosted by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I'm in. You're in? I'm in. Right off the bat? Off the bat, I'm in. It seems like a, I'll get into the premise, but it seems like a a reality show. Uh, You're into it? Explain more. Give me me more on this. So it's a brand new series starring, you know, Stephanie McMahon and and Triple H. Mm -hmm. um, And it's them on the hunt for wwe's most iconic missing memorabilia Ooh, yes i'm in so like i was like what are they looking for you know
2: don't they have it all you know not not everything because a lot of this stuff ends up leaving with some of the some, some of the, the wrestlers, wrestlers right yeah. like jim duggins two by four two by four you know or or even his flag that he used to wave
4: around everywhere like oh. you know oh yeah so they talked about some of the stuff that they'll be hunting for so oh, yeah. kane's original mask no that's rick awesome rick flair's butterfly robe okay this one's interesting Andy Kaufman's neck brace. <laughs> That's good, man. Right? Andre the Giant's passport. So there'll be some interesting ones that I'm like, oh yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. I'll okay, watch I'm that. I'm in on this, man. I'm really in on this. So it's it's almost like Toy Hunters yeah. meets wrestling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. So both shows are hitting Annie on April 18th. Brother, give me a body
0: slam, brother. Ooh.
4: Ooh yeah! The cream rises, cream
0: rises to the top.
2: Where are you, Elizabeth? All right, nerds, we're gonna try something new. You ready for this? We're talking rumors. Yeah, we're starting rumors. <laughs>
0: I don't know where they get in their news, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true.
1: Oh, let's start some rumors. I wanna start some rumors with you, with you, with you. I wanna start some rumors with you.
4: First rumor we got, Jennifer Lawrence in Fantastic Four. No,
2: nope, not with it. I'm not nope. with that. And I think that rumor was debunked anyways, right?
4: Yeah, it was. So I guess she was like traveling to Australia or uh, something like that. And they're like, "Ooh, she's going to go film, you know, Fantastic Four. She's going to be Sue Storm. No. Absolutely not. No. Unless my conspiracy brain kicks in. Maybe she's going to be Sue Storm. But shooting something for Thor, Love and Thunder. Boom, that's all I got. I'm going to move on. All right. All we do know about Fantastic Four is that it's coming. Yeah. And John Watts is going to be directing it. 100,
2: also, 100% be behind that
4: yeah and by the way he's the director of spider-man so exactly yeah that'll be in that little spider spider verse but tell me about big hero six though big hero six the rumor is that they're gonna make their live action debut in the
2: mcu okay i'm only down with this if we get silver samurai other than that no nothing no i, oh I think my it, it's it's a different timeline it would be weird san Francisco doesn't exist in the marvel universe right now so just be super weird
4: this was such a stretch and i think all these like spider-man rumors of like other cast members and like all this crossover stuff happening in WandaVision the first headline of hey Big Hero 6 is gonna be in the MCU I was like oh that's yeah. gonna happen yeah
2: like I said Silver Samurai because we got him in the Wolverine movie he was terrible I would love to see Silver Samurai with Big Hero 6 together but outside of that not with it
4: yeah once it got debunked I was like what was I even thinking entertaining that but moving on moving on <laughs> the next one is actually kind of interesting so we have the Aladdin star what's his name how do you say it to be playing Ezra Bridger in the new Ahsoka series one million percent behind this. I like this one uh, a lot. is a really good actor.
2: I think he killed it as Aladdin. I think he would kill it as Ezra Bridger. I think he has the same type of attitude. I think he brings the same type of energy. He is definitely the guy I want to see as Ezra Bridger.
4: That would be really, really cool. I'd be so down for that one. Right. Alright, last one we got. So we got a Ronald D. Moore developing a Magic Kingdom TV universe for Disney+, Plus, starting with the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. We've been getting a lot
2: of news about Ron Moore doing Doing stuff with Disney because yeah. there's also a rumor out there that he's going to get his own Star Wars show. So I mean like there's all kinds of things that are happening right now like Ron Moore doing Star Wars Not- like think about Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica like together. Mm-hmm. That would be super cool right? Yeah. Then on top of that we have this whole thing about the Society of Explorers and Adventures right which is kind of like a sub-character thing that is in Disneyland yeah. right? So I like the idea of them taking these characters that we've known going to the parks and actually putting substance and character yeah. behind them right and there's
4: no story connecting them all right this would be it right to right right them all. Yeah. But think about all the old school like disney stuff yeah and finding a way to put them in some kind of universe like characters you see on the jungle cruise right or tower of terror right. or you know the matterhorn you know right all those characters big thunder mountain of, railroad big and and thunder like, mountain.
2: all these rides that we've always seen space mountain right like mm-hmm. you see all these things i imagine that whatever they do with this is going to be something that takes place again in like victorian times right Because that's like kind of the age of exploration and kind of like where a lot of the stories with with Disneyland are, but then Uh have it like mixed with sci-fi to like put like Space Mountain in there and stuff like that. So, I I mean, I I see a lot of creativity that's happening with this and I'm 100% behind it. I'm with with this.
4: I want to see it. I just want like, I don't, I don't know what to expect, but sounds kind of fun. So let's see what you could do. I love the lore. So let's see what happens. So that's the last rumor. We had one, two, three, four, five rumors.
2: Tune in next time and we may have more rumors for you with your And now, recapping episode six, it's As Told by Nayla. In episode six,
3: it. Halloween. The twins are 10 years old now and they pretty much look up to their uncle who just randomly appeared one day. They're going trick-or-treating and playing pranks on everyone and then Wanda finds out that her husband lied about being on neighborhood watch and was really just going to explore past Ellis Road. While Vision is exploring he sees these people who are just repeating movements or not moving at all. These people I think are more resistant people who are getting punished for being more resistant either Wanda or Agnes. Vision sees this and he's pretty creeped out and so he goes farther and sees Agnes's car. She's just talking to herself pretty much in a haze until Vision makes her snap out of it. And she says, took a wrong turn. You're one of the Avengers. So she's basically telling him what he used to be. Vision gets kind of confused and tries to get out where he starts to disintegrate. Once he's out of the hex, he starts to disintegrate in front of the sword agents who won't help him. Billy senses this with his newly found powers and tells his mom, Manda intentionally expands the borders of her hex so that it keeps Vision from dying.
2: And I killed Sparky too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Nay for catching us up on episode 6. What do you
4: got for us, Jamas? We're going to break down episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Ooh, breaking the fourth wall. So Wanda is slowly starting to lose her grip on the control of Westview. I think it's that that expanded bubble. I know, right? She's she's starting to lose the grip. As she begins to have a breakdown in the modern family lifestyle sitcom, Agnes shows up to help her get her mind off things. Oh, this is so creepy after Yeah, I know. After I I saw it happen again, like mm-hmm. after I re- watched i'm like oh my god i can't believe she just showed up and, (laughs) and took the twins meanwhile vision teams up with darcy to learn more about what is going on in his world monica and jimmy meet up with an old friend of monica's for some help back into the hex
2: yeah so guys before we start getting into everything on here me and Jamez talked about this uh we're gonna go full spoilers at this point it's been more than a week yeah <laughs> you guys if you're not caught up on this at this point and you're listening to the show knowing that we do this every episode y- yeah just either skip to the end or go watch the episode or something like that because it, it's very hard to do this with right. spoilers
4: this is all i think about i can't be worried about if you haven't seen it or not right so guys
2: <laughs> again spoiler alert right here
1: <laughs> Boy, my, my, my.
4: Moving on. All right. Let's talk Easter eggs. All right. Let's this, do this. Was, this. was another jam-packed episode of, so of Easter many, eggs. Man. So the sitcom references, right off the bat. Yeah. Like that intro.
2: Just, oh, yeah. No, so the intro itself was very Office. Yeah. Like very Parks and Rec. You know, and obviously it's the same person that writes that show anyway. So, but I mean, you know, that's, it was great. It was yeah. it was a good way to introduce that era that they were trying to go for.
4: Even the theme music sounded like the Office yeah, uh, intro. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. But, you know, what really got me was like that show into that uh modern family <laughs> what do they call do they call it a mockumentary
2: that's what it is it's a mockumentary okay yeah. well,
4: i thought I, I heard that somewhere and i was like is that the actual term which is
2: like the pauses and then her talking to the camera and, yeah. and breaking Bre- the fourth wall breaking the fourth wall right. yeah
4: i thought that was super cool and all the jokes were so funny like yeah in the beginning with uh what did she say to her kids She's like mom needs a minute or something yeah
2: did you notice the cereal box? Oh
4: wait, no. Mom's resting her eyes, just resting.
2: <laughs> yeah, the cereal box, the cereal box, and the milk carton. Right. Hello. And how it was all changing? But you noticed that the cereal is called Sugar Snaps.
4: Oh yeah, that's right. Right. So
2: like the snap. Right.
4: All those little jokes.
2: Are yeah. So just good. The small ones that they have in the show. It's it's great.
4: We didn't even talk about that. She woke up like in her bed, and she flipped over the covers, and she's still wearing the the Scarlet Witch costume, yeah, the Sokovian fortune teller <laughs> costume. Yeah. That was hilarious. Like, and she like
2: flips it back like oh i'm sorry i haven't changed my clothes yeah
4: yeah which you know what's funny is like she's wearing it like um, i'm still wearing the clothes i wore yesterday right which is like almost like a hangover type thing right where yeah. it's like you're still wearing the clothes from the night before and then you come downstairs you know where she's having her sugar snaps right but she, everything's starting to glitch kind of like a hangover where you're like you just can't function right yeah she just can't function right well, she's running out of ram at this point that's a good way to put it sorry computer reference i know her <laughs> hard drive getting hot yeah so, as Wanda starts to glitch, mm-hmm. right? All those, like, the milk is changing.
2: Yeah, like the different types of cartons. Yeah, like, like a, throughout a the years. Yeah.
4: That was kind of interesting. You didn't even talk about the controllers, the, the kids oh, and their controllers.
2: Yeah. The it went from like a, a, a Xbox controller to like a Wii controller to like a Atari. Nintendo, Atari, N64.
4: What did it end on? Like a like a Uno cards or I something think, like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was
2: like Uno cards.
4: How funny was that? <laughs> so, uh, we see Wanda start to glitch and everything, but then it cuts away and we see what Monica's dealing with, right? Right. Monica's finding her way back into the hex
2: right well she makes her way to a friend of hers which from what i read isn't actually the aerospace engineer
4: okay i was wondering about that
2: yeah because a lot again the the speculation that the aerospace engineer is reed richards
4: and they've mentioned aerospace engineer so many times yeah it it has to pay off to be somebody
2: yeah so it turns out that the person she met up with is just a old military friend so it's not Mm -hmm. a uh, it's not the actual aerospace engineer but yeah so they meet up she has like this advanced rover she puts on this sword spacesuit, sword. Sword. Yeah. Sword. sword 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 swinging swords
4: yeah I- which <laughs> which kind of tells me like we didn't get a ton of backstory on Monica but mm-hmm. it seems like she's gone to space yeah a lot yeah so then the crazy thing is is you know she
2: goes and drives this vehicle into <laughs> the, the hex and the hex starts changing its density yeah and it like rejects the vehicle
4: yeah that was interesting I, I love the way they did the dialogue in this scene mm-hmm. like just a little bit of Randall Park yeah you know and he's like it's changing the DNA or something like that like What's crazy yeah. is like they a is like, the turned
2: half of it into like an old truck. Yeah. <laughs> right.
4: I thought it was like a van, like old, like Econoline panel van or something. Like yeah. That.
2: So then Monica just kind of figures out that, you know, I can walk through this and she walks through and we get like, you know, these kind of like contact references. Like if you guys don't know, uh, Robert Zemeckis' movie Contact, but you know, and she's kind of like phasing herself, like her whole body is like starting to phase out and she starts hearing things that people have told her and she starts.
4: Like as she's pushing through the wall. Right. Right
2: and just everything like molecularly on a molecular level everything's changing. Right, right. And they had warned her that if you walk through that thing again, it's going to change you. Yeah. And so she finally makes it into Westview again, and well, she sees everything. Wait, just
4: before that, we see the different versions of her that we've seen. Like, oh yeah, you know, as an agent, as that '60s person living in the town, right. you know, as the uh, astronaut or something. Almost like the different spectrums <laughs> of she Monica that. Rambeau. See what I did there? It's well, what's, good, huh?
2: what's funny is she gets there and she. She takes off the spacesuit on the top and she's wearing like another kind of like sword outfit under that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is very reminiscent of her as pulsar. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You know what's funny about that? Mm-hmm. I saw it and and I knew it was gonna be like, okay, that looks like Pulsar. Mm-hmm. but to be honest it kind of reminded me of, of a Fantastic Four outfit that had that same kind of top was a different color like diff- mm-hmm. two different shades of blue right yeah. but I, I definitely think it was a more Pulsar or, or Spectrum. Spectrum right. outfit yeah yeah.
2: and that's the cool thing is I mean that's her time as as Captain Marvel was mm-hmm. you know her time as, as Spectrum and as, as as Pulsar so like that's a really cool kind of little easter egg that's in there too is just the outfit that she has on mm-hmm. uh, and then she gets into this big fight with Wanda when she's trying to talk to Wanda like somehow makes it back to the house goes inside and just tells wanda you know don't let him manipulate you right like don't yeah. let him what is it that she says don't let uh don't him let make... him make you the villain yes that's yeah. what she says don't let him make you the villain and wanda's just like get out of here right and then agatha shows up and agatha is just like you know you need to leave what are you doing here and then they get into this big battle in front of the house and like wanda realizes that she has powers yeah monica realizes she has powers right and they and it know. wasn't
4: really a battle it was more like wanda's like get out of here
2: yeah and she tries to like pick her up <laughs> And throw her and she like resists. Right. Right. And like drops herself back to the ground and, and they sticks. both look at each other. Yeah.
4: She's gotta be a superhero because she stuck that superhero landing, oh, she had the like, superhero landing. With a fist on the ground, I'm the sure look her knees down. Hurt. Oh it look it was very Iron Man esque.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. It was very Deadpool.
4: Oh okay, that's true. Very <laughs> dead Deadpool as well. Woo! Superhero landing. Yeah, that's really hard on your knees.
2: So that whole thing happens. And and what was weird is everybody in the neighborhood wasn't just like, oh my God, they have superpowers. They just kind of froze.
4: Yeah. 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 Like they were just like,
2: pause button got hit. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: And then once Agnes grabs Wanda Wanda, and she tells her, hey, I'm going to make you tea. Come over to my house.
4: Right. I have a theory about that tea as well. But yeah, Yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So they go back and then everything goes back to normal. And the Amazon guy, quote unquote Amazon guy, walks up and, you know, just kind uh, of looks at her.
4: Presto delivery driver right
2: he was a presto delivery driver which comes back to Hannes later but then yeah that whole thing happens now the entire time this is happening vision is still at the circus <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right because at the end of the last episode right the, the hex turned the sword outpost into a circus right and our good friend darcy went from being handcuffed to a humvee to being in a like escape artist an escape artist inside yeah. of like a bunch of chains which she just takes off like it's yeah. nothing right very houdini-esque right and it's funny because she thinks that Vision is trying to hit on her, so she just keeps on saying like, uh "You're not my type." No, I don't want to go on a date with you and things like that. And yeah. the whole, whole time, it's just Vision like, "I, I need you to explain to me what's happening right now."
4: And then she's like, "Fine, I'll go on a date, but I'm buying lobster." Right. And then he
2: gets her to look up or something like that, and he wipes her memory and makes her remember everything. And immediately, Darcy's like, "Your Vision." And he's like, "Okay, now you need to tell me everything." And right. like, she goes, "Okay, cool. I, we don't have enough time for me to explain anything to you, but I'm going to." And they kind of like team up and say, "Okay, we need to get." back to your house because we need to go talk to wanda right right right. and And darcy
4: starts to fill him in on things that have happened
2: right he now knows that he died twice yeah you can tell that he's not taking it well Uh uh-huh right yeah because he's like wait a minute so what you're telling me is this thanos killed me right and she goes yeah but what bothers wanda is that she saves you and then he runs time back and kills you again right and he's just like wow she's like yeah no imagine what she's going through yeah and it kind of gives you more context on why everything is happening like why wanda is doing what she's and doing what
4: yeah exactly what Wanda's going through with all yeah. her trauma. The trauma yeah, yeah. The,
2: the, the amount of trauma that she's gone through and why she would want to do what she's doing she just watched the person that she loved die twice yeah. seven days ago in this continuity
4: yeah good point it's been five plus years in right. normal mcu time but she got snapped right so she just came back oh my gosh yeah
2: yeah so i mean you know it's very it, it, she's gone through a lot of trauma at this point
4: yeah and just to recap like wanda has lost her parents yeah due to a stark industry bomb or or missile or something right. like that she lost her brother to ultron. to ultron now the the man she loves she lost right twice. the only
2: family that she ever had is not at there at the moment with her you know because yeah. the avengers like, have really only been her family yeah you know and now the avengers aren't even there with her so
4: mm-hmm. yeah she only like made a good connection with like hawkeye yeah right and yeah she's dealt with a ton of trauma
2: yeah so i mean you know a lot has happened on her end so they're on their way back they still look almost like a taco truck i was gonna say ice cream truck but i like taco truck okay better. taco Truck, and they are trying to get back, and of course, Wanda is putting like blockages in front of them. right Which, now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably Agatha doing yeah. all that. It
4: could be, it could be Agnes. Agnes. It could be We haven't Wanda. gotten
2: there yet, but guys, I mean, if you watch the episode, you know where the payoff is here. Yeah. So, so we see all that, and then we get back to where Wanda and Agnes are together, and she makes her tea, and Wanda asks Agnes, "Where are the twins? Oh, because she where was, it gets creepy because she was babysitting the twins, right? So right. she's like, "Where are the twins? She goes, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're in. The- the basement or something like that playing right she goes okay so she starts calling the twins she heads downstairs nothing and it is just overgrown with like veins and just weirdness
4: overgrown vines
2: it, it, they like the vines almost look veiny though oh i get what you're saying yeah, yeah like obviously. they don't look like like, vines. <laughs> like they're alive right you know like almost just this weird living
4: and they were like pulsing right with like this purple energy
2: or something right so then she starts exploring a little more walks into this kind of crevice right that's mm-hmm. Under the house, mm-hmm. and it's definitely you're not in Kansas anymore.
4: Yeah, you're not in Kansas. You're in Stranger Things. If help, oh very, yeah, very, that, very. That's what s- that's what it reminded things. me
2: of. It's it reminds me of the upside down and yeah. kind of like the veiny vines that are in there that uh-huh. are like living, mm-hmm. right? That's what it reminded me of. So then she walks into this room, and what do we see as nerds? If you know what you're seeing right there, then you know that's the dark hold. Mm-hmm. Right? The dark hold is an ancient magic tome, right? That has been in three different iterations of Marvel or anything, right? It's been mentioned in the X-Men movies. It was in the Blade movie. Okay. It was in the X-Men movies? Uh, They mentioned it. Okay. You know, and then of course in this right here, the big thing with the Darkhold is- This is is the book, right? This is the book that she sees, right? And that's glowing red or orange. Yeah. Right? So it's definitely not her magic or- Wanda's magic. Wanda's magic, right? Oh, that's a good point. Right. The payoff being that Agnes turns out to be Agatha Harkness. Uh, Agatha Harkness in the comics is the person who taught Wanda how to hone her magic. She's yeah. another witch, yeah. right? And in the comics, she's actually not a bad guy, yeah. right? She's and kind of she's kind of an anti-hero.
4: Yeah, she plays, she does whatever she needs to do to suit her priorities, right? so to speak. Kind speaking of how Deadpool of, is. Speaking of Darkhold, they did actually have a storyline with that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they right? They have that in there, too. Yeah,
2: so I mean, like, you know, the the Darkhold, the whole big thing with that is it's it's the, the book that created vampires, right? It is the book that oh. created werewolves, things like that. Like, the magic that comes from that is uh-huh. what created these creatures. Oh, interesting. Right? Thing. Which is what okay. makes me think that this is how it's going to tie into Blade later on. Yeah, right. But that whole thing happening right there, like Agnes has the dark hold right? I think my theory about Mephisto that I keep on telling everybody is going to is going to happen, right? I think Mephisto is going to show up and he's actually pulling all the strings. I think he's controlling Agatha Harkness. I don't think Agatha is the big bad.
4: She's like a, a mini boss. I
2: I don't even think she's a mini boss. I think that he is using her and her magical abilities to strengthen what he wants to do to control Wanda because Wanda's so powerful he can't control her himself. Mm, So what he's doing is he's controlling Agatha Harkness and using her magic to bolster his own magic. Mm -hmm, Right? So mm -hmm. that he can control this world that or just kind of orchestrate this world that Wanda's in. Yeah. Right?
4: Or maybe open up some kind of portal or something like that. Like she's the one that can open up a portal to wherever Mephisto is kind of thing. Right? Like this is
2: the way that they get Mephisto back. Like Mephisto is using, you know, his dark magic to influence Mm -hmm. Agatha but not actually there to to actually control things
4: and kind of the same pattern it's kind of like what you're saying like agatha isn't the main bad or the big bad right. it's mephisto just how loki wasn't right. the big bad he was kind of a, a mini boss compared to thanos right right so it's yeah i see what you're saying like this is going to lead to a bigger storyline
2: yeah. especially because the the the, the dark hold is is emanating a different magic than agatha's purple magic and mm-hmm. wanda's red magic yeah right That's a good point but you know kind of jumping into all that so we find out about the Darkhold and everything like that she introduces herself as Agatha Harkness <laughs> and then we get in the best introduction ever the best music number in the show so far because like there have been really good music numbers in this show uh-huh. right it's a Munsters themed song showing everything that Agnes has been doing the entire yeah. length of the show like Pull- pulling the strings right right just like the entire time everything that you think that's weird yeah Agatha has been there pulling the strings so good right so good you know like to the point where she was controlling you know fake Pietro
4: they didn't quite say that but yes but they
2: show it she's sitting on the lawn she's drinking a glass of wine and she's using her magic to control yeah. Pietro out the door mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so the whole thing is she's like they haven't explained on whether she brought this new Pietro into the world or anything like that right mm-hmm. but she is controlling him though you which, think so taking it a step further from there right this is the first time that we got a post credit scene Monica shows back up <laughs> right she sees the basement doors and yeah, goes she's and-
4: looking around Agatha his house right and she tries to, his house. She,
2: she's trying to find her way in and she finally opens up the basement door and then all of a sudden pietro shows up because he's super fast and goes right snooper's gonna snoop <laughs> and it ends on that that was awesome <laughs> you know so by
4: the way like i've only lived in california and i'm super afraid of basements is there anything good that happens in a basement ever um, i mean we don't have basements here in california no and we everybody don't we don't have that kind of stuff here. every movie that has a basement is a is freak show so i don't i don't ever want a basement yeah. but okay going back tell me more about pietro you're leading somewhere so she's controlling pietro so so the
2: question is is pietro a just some other person that she's using her magic to give like those powers to Mm -hmm. or is he someone that was transported from another dimension i still think he is i think he is too i think that he is pietro but he's from another dimension right Mm -hmm. he's from another multiverse being the x-men multiverse but now that he's there like either agnes pulled him over or mephisto used his magic to transport him and says, you know, use use him as a tool or something like that. I know that Agnes is definitely controlling him, but it's kind of like to what extent, mm-hmm. you know, and how did he actually get there?
4: I heard one other rumor because mm-hmm. as soon as I watch these episodes, I'm all over the rumors until four in the morning. Right. I heard a rumor that Pietro, so going back to, you know, Agatha, yeah. you know, uh, Pietro isn't Pietro from the X-Men universe, but he is another character who we've seen on the show, and that's Senior Scratches. Oh, he's her familiar right like she's taking her bunny senior scratches is oh. her bunny and um like you never see them in the same oh my god dude you,
2: I just thought of something okay go ahead okay so remember when uh Billy was holding senior scratches uh-huh right he he kept looking at him like you know like he was really familiar and he kept saying like you know it's, it's almost like I've always seen him before right yeah there you go remember really. he can feel their feelings because he told Agnes I don't feel anything from you yeah right because he knows that she's not hiding anything like all the other people are are. like all the people are you know they have their lives in, in reality and there's this kind of film over them that makes them a part of this world mm-hmm. he knows that Agnes isn't one of those people mm-hmm. right because he's like I don't feel anything from you there's
4: no prior life to you I, oh interesting. right
2: so I think he's feeling that from the from. oh my
4: god like he's he knows hey this senior scratches is, is really my uncle Pietro this
2: is uncle P- and he asked earlier you know because they had mentioned like well uncle Pietro said this she goes that's not your uncle don't call him your uncle
4: yeah yeah so I think he's still Pietro for from- from another world but i heard that rumor and i'm like okay that's actually really cool that he's the familiar yeah. um but i yeah. want him to be pietro from the x-men universe that yeah we know. but
2: i mean still i think that would be a cool idea for him to be the familiar for him to be senior scratches
4: yeah that but the senior scratches theory i was like oh that's actually pretty good yeah that's actually pretty good yeah you know, and that would kind of go back into like her being able to manipulate pietro to do whatever you know
2: right that would give more reason to believe that she's manipulating that character because it's her familiar that character is willing to do anything because that's what binds her to this world right you know so
4: did we talk about the commercial yet no we didn't okay so this was the prescription commercial like it was called like the nexus the nexus yeah
2: (laughs) now if you are a marvel fan you are familiar with the nexus and you're familiar with what nexus is right they made it to where it was like an antidepressant Mm -hmm. right for her and it's like you know if you can't grip reality then take nexus and you'll find your reality again and things like that right and some people are taking that as because so on the commercial level it's like
4: here's this antidepressant right we call nexus hide your feelings hide your rea- you know get lost or get away from your own reality kind of right. thing but nexus is like a thing in the marvel comics right, right. like a, a nexus entity or a nexus being is like a, a thing within the comics and right. wanda is one of those nexus beings
2: well that so nexus is kind of like you know how you how time travel kind of like exists and how it works right it's kind of like the nexus is the game gateway to worlds Mm, okay right and there are like certain beings that can tap into the the power that is the nexus and Wanda is one of the few characters that can do that Mm -hmm. right so you know the rumor being that you know because she has the potential like the the connection to the nexus that she is the catalyst to be able to move between different worlds Mm, okay now like another person that has power over the nexus is the sorcerer supreme
4: wait not like different times or any or different like planets but like you're saying like different realities kind of all all of that both both. like okay. the thing
2: is is it's time and space kind of right okay. so you have the ability to manipulate time you have the ability to manipulate different multiverses and things like that Wait, like isn't i said that the tesseract kind of, the tesseract can help you move in like different spaces i don't know how they're going to explain how loki used it to like time travel right right with the tva and everything like mm-hmm. that but like because that's what the time stone does right right and that's the whole thing is like the only other person who has power over the nexus that we've met so far in in the marvel universe is the sorcerer supreme got it right so i mean like and you know at this point he knows how to do this kind of stuff like he's he is the sorcerer supreme at this point mm-hmm. so he knows about like nexus magic and everything like that so it's gonna be interesting to see how that all ties together
4: yeah but it was funny that commercial was like all about this like anti escape yeah. your reality or like mold your reality to be what you want don't worry about your problems just take this take this uh pill that we're gonna call the nexus which i do have a theory about okay so going back the very beginning we always see agnes right she's trying to do something trying to keep wanda in this world in this reality kind of on her own agenda that's not really for the good of wanda and vision right right but she keeps bringing up these like hey she showed up with a plant like her first episode or something like that right and then sparky you know poor little sparky poor little sparky you know ate those purple flowers and she's like oh sparky died oops you know and then she keeps offering wanda some tea and i'm thinking she's using this purple plant or purple energy whatever's in these vines well it's her magic yeah her magic to keep Wanda in check right so I think all that's happening and she's like doing all these little things to keep Wanda in check with the plants with the tea yeah you know so it's it's crazy even the pills in the episode Wanda actually takes some of those pills those Nexus pills that's right yeah so I think it's all it's all Agnes all along yeah she's trying to keep Wanda in check
2: but again I think somebody's controlling her too man so I mean it'll be interesting to see what, what happens on Friday
4: this needs to happen so fast
2: yeah it's too much time
4: I know all I do is just look at rumors nonstop through this but you know what? I'm digging it. This is probably my favorite show because it makes me think more. Yeah. and dig deeper. Yeah. You know what's funny? I would say this would make me appreciate a story more than say like The Mandalorian does. Yeah, man. Which and is I'd say, weird. saying a lot. That's weird to say because I loved The Mandalorian, but I yeah. think Wanda Vision is taking things to like a new level. Yeah,
2: it's gonna be kind of cool to see how far Marvel takes this. Like, do they do they follow the same formula for everything? Not the for same formula, but like you know they've they've cracked it, right? And it's yeah. like our Oh, all their yeah. show is going to be this kind of show where you know you cannot figure out what's going on until the end of the show.
4: Oh yeah, maybe I like Ooh.
2: I like the idea of that.
4: And, and another show coming up right after this, you know, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. It'd be this not not in a magic way, but the same type of thing where you don't know what's happening. Well, it's an
2: espionage show, so I mean, you're you're going to get the same kind of like spy feel to it. Yeah, you yeah. know, and you can do the same kind of twisty things with a spy show.
4: I know, crazy. You know, it's funny. Every week I'm like, this is my favorite episode. Th- no, this was my favorite. Yeah. It episode. just gets better every week yeah exactly and then and I mean, then now
2: we're going full-blown mcu for the next two episodes so we're gonna it's just gonna get crazy from here man do you
4: think we'll get another mid or end credit scene i hope so i really 47 like those. minutes i really like those they said
2: 47 minutes for this next episode so we we'll get about 20 minutes of credits so
4: yeah so this <laughs> next we'll have episode eight and then nine is the end right
2: which again they said that there's a potential episode 10 so
4: i don't think so because there's not a lot of time in between wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier there's still a week which they already said they're going to throw in marvel assembled doesn't mean that they still can't do it yeah because you would have both yeah i mean i'm hoping you enough to watch over the course of a week i'm hoping they do that would be actually awesome yeah we'll see we'll see i knew agnes was bad well
2: Alright, guys, in our ongoing investigation of the best round foods,
4: we have made it to Dindin. Din. It is dinner time. Supper. <laughs> dinner time on distance nerding. Hungry, I'm hungry. Yes, I'm really hungry. I mean, it's really catchy, isn't it's it? It's super catchy. It's it's that or the I get the all along.
2: The, the, we're gonna just destroy everybody's minds. Okay, let's the talk week. food.
4: Talk food. Let's talk food.
2: All right, man. So going into dinner, what what's your favorite round food for dinner?
4: You know, I was thinking of like round dinner foods, and I didn't know very many. Uh huh. But I think my favorite dinner food is a steak. You like steak? Okay. And a, usually a filet mignon. So like, oh, there you go. That's round. Is round. Very very good. So I'm just like, oh yeah, there you go, steak. So if
2: I could eat this every day, I would, but I can't because mercury poisoning. Sushi. I love sushi. Oh, sushi, sushi, man. I I would eat sushi every day if I could, but problems with it when it's expensive. Do
4: you have a favorite <laughs> kind of sushi? I,
2: I I usually like anything that has tuna in it. Okay, spicy. Um, spicy. I I love spicy. Okay, I'm a big fan of maguro nagiri. I'm sorry, who? Maguro nagiri. What is that. So you know what nigiri is, right? Yeah. Uh, maguro is it's it's you can't find it in every place, but maguro is fatty tuna belly. Okay. Right, and it's almost like sweet, like it's almost like a dessert roll, right? Oh, but it's interesting. Still meat. <laughs> Okay, and it's very good, man. Like it's very like the taste of it is really good, Mm -hmm. right? It's one of my favorite things to grab, even though that's not round. But I mean, that's one of my favorite things to get, right? Is is maguro nigiri?
4: And and I lied. I forgot what nigiri is. Is it that just where it's fish and on top of rice on top of rice on top of rice? Okay, yeah. What's the one where it's just plain sashimi? Okay, thank you. So then (laughs) (laughs) you would think you're the Asian one, and I'm not. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Why does the Spanish guy know more about Japanese
2: culture? What is? Don't get
4: racist. I'm not Japanese. Okay, (laughs)
2: you were just conquered by them at. <laughs> <some
4: point.
2: laughs> but I, then again, you were conquered by my by my my ancestors too by the Spanish. Our ancestors. Our ancestors. Some more Indian than anything, but yeah, right. <laughs> But um, my last
4: name is Navarro. Yeah. Right. What's your last name? Verre. Uh, exactly. It's so. very French.
2: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So we said pizza for lunch. Right. But mm-hmm. I take that as a, a dinner thing, too. Oh, yeah. You take it like a step further and more of like a dinner, like pizza would be like a deep dish. Chicago oh, style. Oh, yeah. OK. Right. Getting hearty. Oh, yeah. You know, just kind of like covered in sauce.
4: Sauce. spouse. Sauce. Sauce. You know what I enjoy around speaking around foods? Yeah, uh, we just made these the other day, and actually, my my son made them for like a cooking class, and he's like five. But meatballs? Oh yes, mamma mia! You made like really good meatballs. So Italian or Swedish? They were Italian. We ended okay. up putting in them in like a, a like spaghetti, like you okay. know, some noodles that we had. Because
2: like Swedish meatballs are good too. They like that tend to be like sweet. Yeah. Right. You know, and those are really good too.
4: Mm. They were actually really good. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate a good meatball. Yeah. Like a handmade meatball.
2: Yeah. Meatball sandwiches are my jam. Every now and then, dude. Where do
4: you go to get a meatball sandwich?
2: I like finding them at like Italian restaurants. So that if you can find like a good meatball sandwich at a right Italian spot or like a sandwich, a good sandwich spot, uh-huh. my you know,
4: like an Italian spot, like a like a Subway.
2: I was gonna say my effort, <laughs> right? You know, definitely no. my effort is a Subway sandwich, just because meatball, why not, right? No. But it's not my first choice. It's probably not in my top ten choices <laughs> of places to go to get a sandwich. That's like my
4: last resort. Any good side dishes? That was gonna be my next question to you right here. I can't think of a good one scalloped potatoes
2: oh perfect right perfect little potato circles Uh uh-huh covered in cheese and sour cream and deliciousness
4: that would go really well with
2: my filet mignon that would go really well with your filet mignon oh my goodness that is good depending on where you get the rice from because sometimes they come in domes if you get them from a hawaiian restaurant
4: are we talking about a filet mignon no
2: rice oh
4: rice in a dome i don't think that counts
2: i'm gonna make that count because that's a side dish
4: Uh, i think that's (laughs) we're gonna have to go Go to a judgment call on that one. Because you can have rice, that's just rice.
2: Right, but I'm, I'm saying, like I said, specifically at a Hawaiian restaurant.
4: Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it okay. always
2: comes circular in Hawaiian restaurants.
4: Gotcha, okay. But I'll give you that. I'll give you that.
2: I guess uh, also depending on where you get it from, I know a lot of like Italian restaurants will give you like circles of bread, mm. right? So it won't be just like, you know, like a slice of bread from a loaf. It'll actually be like a circle with butter on it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could be a side dish for dinner. That's usually something I would associate with dinner more than lunch.
4: All I can think about is the delicious filet mignon right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get past it. Steak. I know. I, I can't even get past it. Actually, you know what? Speaking of, let me let me branch out a little. Um, I'm not a huge seafood guy. Like, I, I like fish. I like sushi. But oh, I do enjoy this? really, like, meaty, like, scallops. Scallops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like For my
2: birthday, we actually had uh, bacon-wrapped scallops. Perfect. Hey. So good.
4: Like, when they're cooked just right. Oh, it's right. so good.
2: So, yeah, man. I mean, dinner, at this point, I'm hungry. Again, like usual. I know. Uh, technically, a taco is circular before you fold it
4: oh that's true or if you get two and put them right next to each other yeah and that's a circle
2: yeah so tacos because tacos win all tacos tacos i
4: could go for a taco right now i
2: think i'm gonna go make one right now What
4: are you gonna put like veggies
2: in it i'm i'm probably gonna put ground beef or actually got an salad if anything okay uh, but for you
4: what are we doing in the studio let's go do this for you i'll, I'll make a cauliflower one just
2: just so how rude <laughs> So, guys, we're getting to the end of this month's version of Who's Hangry.
4: I know. I ran out of dinner, round foods. (laughs) Well, because a lot of it you can
2: cross with lunch stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? But, guys, you have to tune in next week because I've been waiting for this one since, like, we first announced that we Mm -hmm. were doing round foods. Dessert.
4: Do you like cake? Yes.
2: You're a sweets guy. Oh, I have the worst sweet tooth, but not just <laughs> that. It's just the amount of things that right. are round for desserts. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> it's point. It's just ridiculous. So, guys, tune in next week, and we are going to go over desserts. Desserts. Desserts.
4: And you know what? Write in. If you uh, if you have a favorite round food, yeah. whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, let us know. Breakfast,
2: lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We
4: never even went over snacks.
2: We can go over snacks. Like week. a Ritz cracker? Ooh, Ooh. Peanut butter on it. That's my jam right there. well I'm a cheese guy. Uh, I like cheese, too, but I'm a peanut butter guy. Peanut butter is my weakness when it comes to snacking.
4: That's not a weakness. Peanut butter, come on. Yeah. Peanut butter is, like, almost good for you.
2: I was in the Army, and when we were in the Army, that was, like, the only sweet snack that we could have in, at certain times. Oh. So I have a addiction to peanut butter now because of the Army.
4: Let's go put some peanut butter on something.
0: Oh, let's do it. Really, the only word for it is
4: Have something you want to discuss? What do you think about WandaVision? What are you eating? Tell us what you're nerding out on And make sure to let us know on the Facebook group The Distance Nerdington Post And guys, you know you can buy us tacos, right? You just go to distancenerding.com
2: And click on that top left button And you'll see right there Buy us a taco, right? You just gotta buy us a taco I mean, well, you don't have to But you can buy us a taco Guys, connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube all at distance nerding. All right, you have a chance to talk to us, and we will talk back. We have a lot of fun.
4: And stay tuned. There may be some more giveaways.
2: Not maybe. There is a giveaway coming. Definitely. Yeah, guys, we're we're buying your affection again.
4: Thanks, and keep nerding together. All right, man. So cauliflower tacos, right? I guess. Okay. I mean, I'll just eat the tortilla. That's fine.
2: Oh, um, if you season it, you know, then it just tastes like
4: seasoned cauliflower. How about I season it with meat? You got that? You know what? I do have meat that you can season. Okay, that's just being rude. Yeah, called broccoli. Oh.
3: Distance nerding. <laughs>
1: Anything, now that everything has gone wrong Thanks to Agatha, naughty Agatha It's been Agatha all along Where's Reed Richards?